0: Well, hello, friends and CMYK community. It has been a long, long time since I have been in this place. (laughs) My name is Matt, if I don't know you. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. This is uh, sure to be a really, really interesting podcast for a lot of different reasons, Uh, one of them being uh, I've been on a sabbatical for now a little over a year uh, for multiple reasons that we're gonna be talking about why and what came of that. Uh, This is also really interesting because of the fact that I usually go about what you're about to experience in a kind of very systematic, organized, written out kind of way that I kind of think through everything and process everything and write it out and then this whole podcast thing is me regurgitating all of that work. And what I want to do in this podcast over the next few minutes is rather than writing everything out, I thought the best thing to do would just to be sitting down with you wherever you are, whatever's going on, and having a conversation. In other words, this is not uh, super well thought out or written out. This is just me sitting down like I'm looking at you face to face and just giving you an update and sharing some things and doing my best to to process these things in the way that if you've been a part of CMYK at all, you know matters so much to us, and that is working to be present, to be honest, to be open, and to be the embodiment of love. And so uh, I'm just going to, I'm not going to (laughs) ramble, but this is going to be as from the heart and from the gut and in the moment, the present moment as it can be. So before I jump into it though, I just want to say, I hope you're doing well. There's so many of you that I know are probably tuning into this podcast that I haven't seen for a long time. And man, I miss you. I hope that this last year plus that's been crazy for everybody, because that's what this last year plus has been is uh, taught you some things. I'm sure that there's been some heartache and some pain, and I hope that you have found people and relationship to process and work through and go through that together with people. I'm sure that there's been moments of joy and excitement and things that you've learned and grown in. And uh, again, I hope you're finding community and people around you to to walk through that with you because typically, as CMYK, uh, we've been gathering on Sunday nights for years up to this point, And then, as you probably know, last May in 2020, we made the decision that we were going to just take a break, take a rest, take a Sabbath together as a year. And so we haven't gathered, and we haven't really done anything uh, in any substantial or significant way over the last year. And that was really something that uh, was driven not by a group of people, but was really driven by me, yours truly. Because, uh, as you may know, Last March, April, and then May, I started having conversations with uh, this community, the leadership, and different people within the community about where I was at personally and how things were going in my life personally and what potentially would be the most healthy thing for me to do so again, I know some of you have heard this and and been around, and so I don't want to bore you with all the details, but if you're just jumping in for the first time or haven't been around much at all in the past for where CMYK has been and what this decision has meant, um, I found myself kind of running around trying to fix things and do some different things when it came to CMYK and other areas of my life and having lots of conversations and rethinking things and processing things. It was right in the midst of COVID when that was a new thing and none of us really knew what was going on. But I was just running around, and um, my incredible wife, Kate, incredible partner and friend, Kate, looked me in the eyes in the midst of one of these conversations that I like to have about what if, and what if we tried this, and what if we did that? And she just said, Matt, you keep going at this thing called CMYK, this community that we love so much, as if it's broken, like you've got to fix it. And she said pointedly, maybe CMYK isn't the thing that's broken. Maybe you are the thing that's broken. And that really was the trigger for me in a lot of ways that caused me to go on this journey that has been the last year plus, where I had to wake up and realize that there was a lot of unhealth in my life and a lot of things that I needed to address and I needed to figure out. Because I had spent the last decade plus pursuing some things, going after some things, trying to build some things and create some things, and CMYK was a a piece to that. But in the midst of that, there was a lot of things that was happening in my life personally and professionally, whether that was deaths in the family, whether that was relational struggles and people that I know and love and care for and watching some of those relationships get severed in a really hard way for me. and whether that was professionally, just the, the energy that it takes to to start a new faith community, a new church, and the energy it starts to take <laughs> to uh, start a new business that Art House Cinema and the Babcock Theater have been, or the energy that it takes to have two kids that we've had in the last few years, and all of the changes, and then then just life on top of all of that. And I was just continuing to put my head down and go, 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 go. And there was a lot of brokenness in me and things that I hadn't truly processed and really worked through, but just thought as I do many times, if I just work harder, we can get through this and it's going to be okay. And that there's light on the other side of this tunnel. Meanwhile, I continue to live in the tunnel, working, 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 working. So what I needed to do was just remove myself from that tunnel. (laughs) And I just needed to remove myself from a lot of that work and the grind that I had been living in to make sure that I was healthy. And as someone that from day one, CMYK has always been a work to be those uh, embodiments of being present, being honest, being open, and being loved. I knew that I couldn't do this work and play this role in this community of CMYK that I signed up for and that I was so excited about and in love with, I couldn't do it in an unhealthy way anymore. And not only was it going to impact me negatively, but it was going to uh, continue to impact CMYK in some negative ways and just continue to grow in negative ways. And I needed to stop and address it. And so that's why we took this break. And that's what this last year has been for me. I've continued to work at Art House and do the stuff there, so if you've been following along, man, that's been busy and things are going well on that front. I've continued to be a husband, continued to be a father, (laughs) obviously, continued to be a family member uh, and friend and all of those things. But this one element of CMYK was a giant rock that for me to set that aside for a year. And so sat down with the leadership and council and started talking with them and this year as you may know was driven to allow me to just check out and check out that I would be able to seek health for myself and then in June which is when the year date hit from you know that start of the sabbath year this past June a few weeks ago was the first time that I started to pick my head up and start to ask myself the question and ask other people around me the question of, okay, what do we want to do with the CMYK thing now? How, how? What's the best step forward with all of that? And that's what this podcast is. That's what this conversation is. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you, I want to say, to those of you that have been a part of this process and journey, uh, thank you. It's it's uh, You probably don't know how rare it is that uh, someone like me in a pastoral position, in a faith leadership community position like I was in, to be able to raise my hand and say, I'm not okay, I'd like a year off, and for literally everybody that's close to me, literally the community, to yes, maybe be disappointed in some things, but to have nothing but overwhelming support and care and love and say, Matt, we love you and we're for you and whatever whatever you need, we're, we are with you in that, and that's such a rare thing that this community it never turned into. Well, what about me? What If you're not going to be there, if we're not going to do this thing on Sunday nights, what about me and my needs? I didn't hear any of that. So if you thought it or you had conversations, that's fine because that's really expected. But at the same time, I never heard any of it because so many of you have just been nothing but support and that embodiment of love. And I was really, really nervous, really nervous to... Um, to be really candid and to talk honestly about my own brokenness and my need to take time off. Uh, In some ways, it easily felt like a failure, like I'd failed me, like I'd failed you listening to this, that maybe you had come to expect things out of CMYK, you'd invested in this thing called CMYK, and that I had let you down, and I know that that's me and, and my thing to work through, and that's what a lot of this last year has been, but I never felt that from any of you, like I was letting you down, or that I had personally failed you, or I have personally failed CMYK, even though that's it's a big fear, and um, I'm just so grateful, thank you, and so if, if you just want to turn the podcast off now and just know that I'm so grateful for you, um, and I love you, I, Man, that's, that's what I hope you get out of all of this, but I do want to take a few minutes and talk about what this last year has been, where I'm at now, and what the future potentially looks like moving forward. So if you want to stay tuned in, um, here we go. I have to be honest and say that as of right now, I feel like I am happier and healthier than I ever have been. And that sounds like hyperbole. But it's not. <laughs> I trust that you believe me when I say that. Uh, I really, really, this last year has meant so much to me in my own personal life and relationships and feeling uh, healthy in some ways that I just have never been able to experience because of the unhealth that I was living out of previously to this. And one of the reasons for that is because of a conversation I was able to have with a good friend of mine a few months ago in the midst of this Sabbath year, this year off. I was uh, sitting down for drinks with this friend and we were just catching up and he was asking about. You know how this year was going and what I was learning and what was going well, what was hard. And in the midst of that, I'm just talking like I normally talk. I'm just, I'm just talking about all the things that are going on. And he stops me in the midst of me like mid-sentence, which you don't do in conversation, right? But he stops me and he says, hey, Matt, I, I just need to stop you because there's something that you do that I just want you to know is really interesting and and really different. I don't know anybody else that talks like this, and I just need to stop you because you just did it, and, and I just need to let you know I notice it, and it's different. And so all of a sudden, I'm intrigued. What is this thing that I'm doing different? You know, is it that I talk with my hands? Because I do. Uh, so <laughs> that doesn't seem too weird, right? But he said, no, the thing is... Is that you refer yourself refer to yourself in the third person a lot. In fact, you have this third person reference that you make all the time. You say this, Pastor Matt. You're talking you are talking, but then you say Pastor Matt. Like there's this other person, this other entity out there called Pastor Matt. And you're not talking about it like it's you. And he just stopped it there and he said, I just want you to know, I've got some thoughts, but you just need to know that's that's different I don't I don't know other people <laughs> that talk about themselves in the third person the way you do. And the minute he said it, there, it was like a trigger in me that just that fired on all cylinders that I, I felt like I knew exactly what he was pointing at and he was doing it so gracious and so kind that he wasn't he wasn't pushing me towards anything. He was just inviting me to see something. And that trigger that went off, that thing that I saw was that I, was someone that had created and had been living out of this projection of who I thought I was supposed to be. That there was this idea of Pastor Matt in my mind and in my heart, and if I could just live up to the ideals or the image or the expectations of this person, Pastor Matt, that I would be successful, that I would be seen, that I would be loved, and I would be embraced. And that's what winning looked for my life, if I could be Pastor Matt but as the the subtlety of that third person reference that I was always making that this friend picked up on and invited me to see as well is that it was a person that was separate from who I really was in other words there's this actual Matt Blakesley who I am and then there's this projection that I've created that maybe is not who I am, not who I really want to be or desire to be, but I think, I think that's who I need to be because of so many different elements that if I can just get there, then I will be winning and successful and loved and embraced and all the things that we're going after in life, right? And so I created this projection, this idea of Pastor Matt, and was just subtly talking about him, even though that him wasn't really me. And as that was a few months ago, it set me down this path and this journey to really begin to explore and discover, ask questions, seek counseling around this idea of who is Matt Blakesley and how did I end up where I am, am, am currently at. And I've created a projection for myself of what I think winning and success looks like. And like so many things in our lives, it's a big hairball of a lot of different details and a lot of different relationships and a lot of different things that happened to me as a kid and a teenager and growing up and all those formative years. Yes, and I'm not going to bore you with all those details. But what I will tell you is this. I grew up in a home that celebrated the role of the pastor. I like to say a lot, maybe you've heard me mention it before, that I grew up in a home that we had a pastor of our church, and he's an incredible man. But my dad did not grow up, you know, watching football. I didn't grow up in a home that we celebrated sports or we celebrated certain celebrities or those kinds of things. My dad didn't, he wasn't concerned about any of that. But the pastor, the pastor of our local church was everything. I grew up as a kid being terrified of this man because he was that revered, that significant and important in my father's life, in my family's life, and thus in my life. And I watched my father For all all the right reasons and maybe some of the wrong reasons, just celebrate this man and this role of a pastor. And I grew up in a home that celebrated ministry and spending time at a church and volunteering all of your energy on Sundays and on Sunday nights and on Wednesdays and going in on Thursdays to help out with the office work and doing different things here and there and helping out with ladies Bible study. And basically, if there was a need that you and that I found myself in a place where I was able to help and to serve. And I got to be really honest that so much of the good things that is Matt Blakesley and how I work and how, and the skills and the gifts and the talents and the training and who I am as a person, so much good came from that. But I grew up in a home that was always, always, always seeking that coveted role, that celebrated, honored, we're almost scared of this guy because he's that important in our life role of a pastor. And as you can probably tell and see, those were some strong roots, some seeds that grew into something pretty foundational for who I am and how I saw the world, that this is what winning and success looks like. When I can be the person that's in front of a room full of people and I can communicate words of life and affirmation or I can communicate words of challenge and change that because of what I say, because of what's spoken, that God would move and lives would be forever changed, that this was the peak of using your voice, the peak of using your skills, your energy, to see beauty in the world. And so because of that, I have very clear, clear memories, starting in second grade, of when my parents would come in and pray with us every night before, as we were going to bed, laying in my bed in the room that I shared with my brother, on Foster Lane here in Billings, Montana. And my dad would say, what do you want to pray about? And regularly, my mom regularly saying to them, I want to pray tonight that someday I get to grow up and be a pastor. And that was something that was obviously celebrated and encouraged. I went through high school, well, middle school actually, and then high school, and all I ever wanted to be, all I could ever think about was that someday I was going to be a pastor. I started playing guitar and doing the music in, in churches and leading worship, as it's known for those of you outside of the church world. And that was a success, yes, but there was still this, what I got to be, the pastor. That's the win. And the reality is, is I I've, I've found, quote unquote, success in those things. I, I found myself, anytime I was I was doing the music and leading worship, or anytime I, I got the opportunity to have the microphone and share my thoughts or ideas or share a sermon, there was always a, a good job at the end of it. There was always people, whether it was in a youth group or whether it was on a weekend service towards the end of uh, my career, like watching... People always respond regularly with those pats on the back, with the job well done, with people communicating to me, man, your voice, man, your guitar playing, man, your passion and energy on stage. I love it. It's so great. And that just continued to feed this narrative and this idea of this is good work. I'm good at it. I need to keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it again and again and again and again and again. But then something happened over this last year. When I fully removed myself from this work of being someone that was regularly in front of other people with a microphone sharing their ideas and thoughts about the Bible or spirituality, removed myself from being somebody that's in front of people playing music and singing songs about spirituality and the divine, God, those kinds of things. I took some time off, yes, but then about eight, nine months into this Sabbath year, I started having some dreams. And I'm not one that always leans into dreams. I you know, I have nothing for or against them, but this is just a rare occurrence for me that I started having these dreams pretty regularly and repetitively. And there were dreams of me being in that pastor role. And the dreams were good dreams. It w- it wasn't like a typical dream where you're in front of a room full of people and you're naked or you're in a room full of people and everything's going wrong. I've had those dreams before <laughs> where like, you know, all the anxiety comes up. I had these dreams where I was, you know, either back at Fay Chapel where I came from and was a pastor on staff for 10 years, um, or I was in the CMYK role. And I was doing this pastoral role of either leading music or teaching, and things were going great. I had dreams of performing a funeral that I've done as a pastor, and things go great. And I get the pats on the back, and, you know, it's, it's, it was an interesting dream because it was kind of like, oh, man, the nostalgia of, like, I remember this. I haven't done this for a while. This feels really good. The problem was is I would wake up from these dreams every single time, and I would always have a cold sweat. I would always be anxious. I would always be uncomfortable, like I just experienced a nightmare, and I didn't enjoy what I just walked through. And the first time, it was interesting. And then the second time, it was really interesting. The Third time, it started to become disturbing. And the fourth and fifth and sixth times, it was like, okay, there's something to this, and I can't just let these dreams go by the wayside as bad pizza. There's, there's something here. And this was the conversation I was having with this friend over drinks. I was telling him about these dreams. And then he pointed out, because I brought up Pastor Matt, and he brought up that idea. Matt, you're a little different by always speaking in the third person. And all of a sudden, things clicked for me in that moment of, am I somebody that has always pursued, literally never thought about myself outside of any role other than this pastor role because of all of the details of my life growing up. Am I somebody that has been on this trajectory? And I found, again, quote unquote, success. I found celebration. I found a fix for my ego. And because of that, I've continued down this path and continue to go after this again and again and again. All the while, there is this person Matt Blakesley, that I have never worked to truly discover. I've never stopped and asked myself the question, do I like being a pastor? Do I want to do this? Or is it just the thing I've always done? Is it just the thing I've always thought that I should do and was the best use of my time and energy? And those dreams waking up where things go great, but I still am anxious was an incredible sign to me of how I have created this personality outside of who I really am called Pastor Matt. And I continue to go after that image thinking that that is what success looks like. Meanwhile, I'm leading and a part of a community where we talk about, no, being present with who you are, being honest, brutally honest with who you are and what's going on, being open to things outside of who you are, and that you may be the embodiment of love is the work. And so for me to be present, to be honest, to be open to things outside of myself, my understanding, my knowledge, my worldview, and to be the embodiment of love, to do this work of CMYK, I have to, in this moment, be honest with myself and be honest with you and say, I don't think I want to be a pastor, And that feels so childish in some ways because so much time and energy, not just for me, but for you listening to this, for people around me, so much of our resources has gone into this work. And this isn't meant to neglect the past or to belittle what's happened in the past. This is meant to be present now in this moment, to be honest with what's going on, open in the embodiment of love. And so in that work, I have to say that. I just, as silly as it seems, I don't know that I want to be a pastor. And as a 38-year-old male, I don't know that this idea of... Matt Blakesley being a pastor is the best representation of my calling or personality and who I am. And so I've started to talk about that. I've talked about that with some close friends and people around me. I've talked about that with our CMYK church council uh, and just let them know hey, here's where I'm at. And this kind of feeling foolish saying like, yeah, I don't know that I want to do this anymore because I've never actually thought about doing anything else. And that feels really weird because I don't know what I would do other than this. But I feel like to be this embodiment of present, honest, open, and love, I, I got I to gotta say it and I got to go there and I got to see what's on the other side of this. And just so you know, everybody that I've shared this with, again, just like earlier, as I mentioned, as I share this with people, there's nothing but love. There's nothing but embrace. And it's it's always nerve-wracking for me because, again, that fear of I'm letting people down. I'm letting you down listening to this by being honest. And I know that there's going to be disappointment and frustration and anger and all of these things that could potentially come my way. I know that. And I'm prepared for that. But my experience so far, because of the incredible... Uh, just beautiful thing that is called CMYK, I've experienced nothing but love and embrace. In fact, one of the individuals on our council who's older, just a great guy, he actually said when I I said all this, he's like, yeah, I wish that I had your guts at 38 because now I'm much older and I still don't know what I want to do, but I've never had the guts to actually stop and ask myself, who am I and what do I want to do with my life compared to just keep on, in that tunnel, putting your head down, working hard, working hard, working hard, thinking there's something on the other side of it. Meanwhile, you're just stuck in the tunnel. And so what does that mean? What does it mean for me in this moment to say to you, I don't want to be a pastor anymore? Well, to be really honest, I don't know. I, I really don't know all the ins and outs and details, but I've got a few things that I want to share with you today. And then just so you know, this is just the beginning of what's going to be a series of podcasts over the next few weeks where we talk this out and work out what is next and how things look. But I will say this. As much as I know I, I don't want to be a pastor, I do know, in fact, I, I really know, and, and Kate and I have had a lot of conversations about this, I do, and she does as well. We believe in the role of community. We believe in the role of finding those relationships that you can do life together, work to be present, honest, open, and the embodiment of love together. So this isn't a call for me to just continue to, I, I want to live in a hole, leave me alone. No, that's not it at all. And so there's this work now of how do I find relationships and friendships and community outside of this structural, Matt Blakeslee is the pastor, is in the room. And I know nobody ever <laughs> looked at me or talked about that with me, but you understand what I'm saying, that this, this role or this title being attached to who I am, that... I don't know what it's like to do community and relationship outside of that, honestly. Again, I feel really immature saying that, but that's all of my friendships and relationships have usually evolved or come out of that role of Pastor Matt. And so I get to figure that out because community still matters. The other thing that I know for me personally is the work of creativity. Creating something with community is something that's just integral to, to to who I am. Some of my most fond memories, whether it was at Faith Chapel or whether it was with CMYK, was just that work of creating. As much as some of the pastoral stuff and church stuff that I'm discovering, I don't know that I want to do that. I do believe in the work of creativity. And so there's a piece to me personally that I'm working on. Okay, what does it look like for me to— bring beauty into the world and try to create and make things. And so I'm, I'm working hard at that and figuring that out. Again, don't have all the details, but I'm working that out. And so that's where I'm at personally. I know that community and relationships matter, and I'm figuring that piece out outside of being a pastor, and I know that creativity matters, and I'm working on that, how to be creative, outside of, well, it's just a Sunday service and you got to put something together, but how do you create in the midst of that? Again, these are things that maybe you personally, (laughs) you've already got figured out, and you know what you're doing. I just don't because I've never experienced it outside of being a pastor. So I'm working on those. That's what I know. Now, this doesn't mean that spirituality or creating space for doubt and questions and conversations around things that matter those aren't going away from who i am it's just this traditional role of being a pastor that that's the thing that i'm i'm really wrestling with so there's some things i'm working on that i'll probably be sharing with you in the coming weeks that i'm i'm really excited about and whether you know you're excited about those things as well or not it, that's fine you know wherever you're at on those things but for me It's really removing myself from that traditional view, role, projection of who I thought I was supposed to be that I'm doing. And so that's where I'm at personally. The other thing, and this is probably more significant for many of you listening to this, is that this thing called CMYK, CMYK Church, CMYK Community, whatever name or title you would bring to it, what we know and what we sense as a council and leadership team is that It's coming to the end of its season, and I want to talk more about this idea, what this end looks like and where it's headed and what potentially is after this season of what was CMYK, but I want to be really frank and honest with you. The goal and the next step is not for us to get gatherings up and running again. That's not what's about to happen. What we're working on is we're going to be having a uh, get together, a gathering. It'll probably be out, outdoors. It'll probably be at a park. It'll probably be picnic related uh, because we just love the idea of everybody getting together and not having to worry about childcare and like who goes where and what, but just getting everybody together. Kids can come, seeing each other, lots of hugs and lots of you know just seeing people that we haven't seen for a long time and being able to share in some of the things that I'm going to be talking about over the next couple of weeks in this podcast. So that is coming, and we're going to do that, and we're going to talk about what those next steps look like. So stay on the on the lookout for that. You know, It's coming, and I can't wait because it's just going to be so, so great to see all of you and to truly celebrate what this past season of CMYK has been in these last years of this church experiment, if you will, and what we learned and where we're headed and your ability to celebrate with that. Whether you're somebody that's been a part of CMYK for years and years and years, or you're somebody that's just listened in, and this is the first time you're tuning in. In, man, come and be a part of this as we begin to release the date and information and all that stuff for this gathering, because you got to see these people. You got to hear the stories that we're going to share about what this community has done and what this last season has been. But ultimately, what I know is that to be present, to be honest, to be open, and to be the embodiment of love is the best work that I can do to interact with myself. With the community around me and with the divine, with mystery, with God, with Christ, whatever label you would bring to that. That's the work that I'm doing here in this moment. And that's the work that I hope that you continue to do and find your life embracing. I love you. And I hope you know that whatever role you've played or haven't played in this season of CMYK, I'm so grateful for you and your voice and your story. And you bringing yourself to be a part of this in whatever small or large way. Because I all I can say is, from my vantage point, where I am in this moment, this there is something truly beautiful that has been happening, that has happened, and is happening now. And so much of that is because of you and what you've brought. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you're well, as I mentioned earlier. And if there's any comments or questions, um, by all means, feel free to reach out, as usual, through social media or through our website, and uh, be sure to watch this podcast feed Because we're going to be uh, releasing some different stuff and information and news uh, headed forward. And I hope, hope, hope you can join us in the future. Uh, It's looking like it's probably going to be in September when we're going to be doing this barbecue, picnic, get-together, celebration, party, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) It's happening, and I hope that you can be a part of it. I love you. Well, I hope to see you soon.